keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. And welcome to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. The Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Whew. That's pretty fun. The Exaltation of the Holy Cross. In ancient times, the cross was an instrument of torment and a symbol of shame. And so this would be a great, great shame for someone to be crucified, to be put on the cross. In fact, so much so that if you were a Roman citizen, it was illegal for you to actually be crucified. In St. Paul, who was a Roman citizen, he was beheaded with a sword instead of being crucified because of his status as a Roman citizen. Now, when our Lord was crucified, it was a supreme humiliation because it was signifying as an, him as an outlaw and a bandit. So much so they put him in between two thieves. And our Lord here is even more so because of his perfect innocence. Now, the people who are innocent are punished all the time, but everyone is guilty of something at least, but our Lord was guilty of nothing. Now, the Jews inflicted various humiliations on our Lord during his life, culminating in his crucifixion. And at the crucifixion, there was many, many things that they added on to his humiliations in order to make it worse. For example, the crown of thorns, the tunic of the fool, the cane they placed in his hands as a scepter, the person who ridiculed him and spat on him, so much, so much for humiliation. Now, the crucifixion of our Lord became the starting point for the humiliations that faithful Catholics would endure throughout history. And despite those humiliations, Catholics honor the cross as a symbol of honor and redemption and faith. In fact, I would say it's not despite the fact, but because of the fact. It is a rejection of human respect. It is a rejection of wanting to be accepted by the world. Now, the cross is now prominently displayed on Catholic churches, on crowns, on the family coat of arms of royalty throughout church history. So on the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, well, we celebrate and we glorify the cross as a reaction against the outrages of Christ's enemies. Exalting the Holy Cross means proclaiming the glory of God in the face of attempts to humiliate it. That Catholics should respond to the enemies with a counterattack that defends the honor of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let us re reflect on the Holy Cross today and let's take up our cross daily and follow our Lord even unto the cross. Well, may God by his Holy Cross have mercy on us. And good morning to you, Mr. Rudy Carlos. Hey, good morning, Adrian. I love the Holy Cross. And, you know, maybe today a very simple prayer that we can take up is to say, we adore thee, O Christ, and we bless thee, mm. because by thy Holy Cross you have redeemed the world. A beautiful day to remember the cross. And, I, you know, what comes to mind is the, uh, you know, certain Protestants who will say, why do you have this bloody cross always mm. there at the forefront? Why, why? We get scandalized by the cross, but actually it is... Our, our principal means of seeing the glory of Christ. So, you know, the only bad thing about this whole situation is that um, I read the date wrong. 
Extinction oh. Holy Cross is tomorrow. Oh, is <laughs> oh well. well then. I was like, huh. I was looking at it and I was like, wait a second. That's September 14th. Today's September 13th. Oh. And I realized it <laughs> as I was reading the date for this morning. I was reading it out loud. I was like, September 13th. And I was like, wait a second. We're already almost halfway mm. through September. Can, Can you believe, believe that? That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, utter insanity. I'm like... It's going by too fast. It's going yeah. by too fast. Yeah, um, but there you go. So now you know ahead of time for tomorrow, for the exaltation of the Holy Cross for tomorrow. Um, tomorrow that goes. Um, maybe I'll do the same of the day for the thirteenth tomorrow. So that way, since I did the fourteenth today, you can we'll reverence flip we'll flip the them. Holy Cross two days in a row. That's true. Way. That's true. I you can do that. That is a, that is a true statement. Every day is a good day to reverence the Holy Cross. Right. Amen. So very good. Uh, there is a number of things that we're going to be doing today. The big thing that we're doing today is coming up at 7 a.m. Central. We're beginning our share or continuing our share rather, because that is how we keep the lights on in our Catholic radio. So if you're thinking that you like Catholic radio a little bit, if you think that there's some programming that you like to hear on Catholic radio, well, there is an opportunity for you to support your local Catholic radio station. So if you'd be generous, we'd be very grateful. Be sure to let us know that you are donating. We'd be very grateful for you and we to you, rather. And that would be an excellent thing to do, especially recognizing the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Um, in the honor of the cross, let's donate to charity today. And one charity that I may um, propose to you is the Guadalupe Radio Network. So there you go. Now... At 15 past the hour, there is a detransitioned teen named Chloe Cole who's being censored by Instagram. Why are they being censored by Instagram? We'll talk about that at 15 past the hour. At 30 past the hour, I've been wanting to talk about this story all week, and I think we finally have time to actually cover it. A defund the police Democrat gets violently attacked. I really want to talk about this story. It's kind of on the back burner because of it's not the most pressing of issue, but it has a lot of implications that I think are important. So I just kept putting it on the back burner. So we'll talk about that at 30 past the hour. Oh, yeah, and at 45 past the hour, California is raising the minimum wage to $20. And people maybe say, why does that matter? It does matter, actually. A big deal. It's going to have a really, really strange consequences. So we're going to talk about that at, 20, at 45 past the hour, so make sure you're tuned in for that. And, of course... Like I mentioned, in the next hour, we have our share We'll be back on air with the Catholic Drive Time team at 9 a.m. Central. So if you'd like to join us in our hour, that would be 9 a.m. Central time. Now, let's begin with prayer. We've been praying for the Burrier family. We're praying for a successful share We're praying for our friends, family, and benefactors, and all those that we promise to pray for. We pray for the salvation of souls and the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O Blessed Virgin Mary, Immaculate Mother of God, who didst endure a martyrdom of love and grief, beholding the sufferings and sorrows of Jesus. Thou didst cooperate in the benefit of my redemption by thy innumerable afflictions, and by offering to the Eternal Father, his only begotten Son, as a holocaust and victim of propitiation for my sins. I thank thee for the unspeakable love which led thee to deprive thyself of the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, true God and true man, to save me a sinner. Oh, make use of the unfailing intercession of thy sorrows with the Father and the Son, that I may steadfastly amend my life and never again crucify my loving Redeemer by new sins. Arid that, persevering till death in his grace, I may obtain eternal life through the merits of his cross and passion. 
Mother of love, of sorrow, and of mercy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. And now, your headline news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Here are some of today's breaking news and stories for you. New Orleans Archdiocese says that parishes will be asked to help pay for clergy abuse settlements. Archbishop Amen said that it's not yet known what the total contribution will be or what will be asked of each entity, but stated that he remains committed to ensuring the majority of the settlement trust is paid with the assets of the Archdiocese of New Orleans, including real estate sales and its insurers. In several of the 24 U.S. states and three territories that have temporarily revived the statute of limitations on claims of abuse, multiple Catholic dioceses have been forced to declare bankruptcy amid the mounting number of new abuse claims brought to light during the statute of limitations revival windows. And McCarthy announces Biden impeachment inquiry. The speaker noted that offenses could include abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee has obtained bank records that show the Biden family raked in at least $20 million from foreign individuals and entities from the Biden's time as vice president under uh, Barack Obama. Much of that time, uh, much of that uh, money actually came from Hunter Biden's foreign business operations in China, Ukraine, Romania and other countries. The committee has found that at least nine other members of the Biden family have received payments. And an estimate of COVID-19 unemployment fraud revised up to at least $135 billion. The report estimates that 11% to 15% of the total amount of unemployment insurance benefits distributed between April 2020 and May 2023 were fraudulent payments. The Government Accountability Office says, however, that the full extent of the fraud, quote, will likely never be known with certainty, unquote. Now, those are some of your headlines today, but there are more to come on Catholic Drive Time, so don't go anywhere. Back to you, Adrian. Thank you very much, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Now, the gospel today comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 20 through 26. And this passage, I think, is incredibly interesting because it's Luke's version of the Beatitudes. But instead of giving the Beatitudes as we see in Matthew, he only gives us four. Now, what are those four? He says, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who hunger, blessed are those who, when people hate you. Now, this is, um, the, I guess there was three. For some reason, I thought there was four. Oh, blessed are those who weep. There you go. There's four. I knew there was four. And those, those are the four that he mentions. Why four? Well, Cornelius Lapide, when commenting on this, says that it's four because he's referencing here the four cardinal virtues. That's what he's trying to focus on. He's saying justice, which coveting not the possession of others, rejoices in holy poverty, temperance, which had rather suffer want than be full, Prudence, which chooses to be sorrow here in hope of the joy of heaven. And fortitude, which for the sake of Christ and his gospel endures persecution. Now, I think this is great because this is something that happens in our time all the time. Maybe maybe you can think of somebody who this would apply to. And here's the passage from 22 and 23. Blessed shall you be when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you and shall reproach you. And cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Be glad in that day and rejoice, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For according to these things did the fathers do to the prophets. Now, this is a interesting saying, especially in our time. And we think about how many people are persecuted for the truth, for being good. The good people are punished and the bad people are rewarded. Now, the thing that concerns a lot of people is verse 24 here. 
But woe to you that are rich, for you have consolation. This is a hard saying for people, especially in America, who we think that having money is all that there is. Now, Cornelius Lapide commenting on this explains what we mean and what we do not mean. He says, no, of course you can go to heaven and have money. There have been many saints, such as the patriarch David, as, me- as well as many other saints of old. But it is definitely more difficult because you have to avoid greed. And you also have to avoid any object that would be a sin in trying to make money. For instance, he mentions, he says, hence mortal sin, robbery, extortion, unfair dealings, and other such like sins have to be completely rejected in order for you to be a rich man and still be someone on the path to heaven. If you do those things and you make money, it profits you nothing. For, as Cornelius Lapide goes on and says, it is the love of money that is root of all evil, not the having money to begin with. But the problem is that with money, you fall into temptation and a snare, into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. It causes people to be greedy. It causes people to waste money. And so it has to be very, very careful when someone is set up in this way. He also tells us the story of St. Catherine when our Lord offered St. Catherine of Siena two crowns. One was set with jewels, and the other was begirt with thorns. And he bid her choose which she would wear in this life and which in the life to come. Catherine of Siena chose the thorny crown and regardless of the anguish, pressed it firmly on her head. So yes, you can enjoy both the world and heaven, but it becomes very, very difficult. It becomes very hard. It is hard for a rich man to enter heaven. So let us focus on this today. Let us meditate upon this today. And let us not be caught up with worldly desires, with worldly wants, of course, it becomes, it's very difficult. It's a hard saying. But our Lord has commanded us to the heights of sanctity, not to mediocrity. So let us focus on this. And let us rejoice. Let us rejoice in our woes. Let us rejoice in those things that cause us sufferings. And not bemoan those things. But instead, what should we mourn? We should mourn the offenses against Almighty God. We should mourn those who are going to hell because of their wicked lives. That's what we should mourn. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this woman, Chloe Cole, who is detransitioning and now she's getting canceled. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Why do Christians talk so much about God and so little about humanity? G.K. Chesterton says that the people who insist that we forget divine things and think of human things end up talking about how helpless human beings are because of their faulty environment or their fatal heredity or their uncontrollable animal instincts. And it all ends with the old fatalist cry that we must forgive everything because there's nothing to forgive. But these things are not the human things. These are the subhuman things, the, the things we share with animals. The human things are exactly what they dismiss as merely divine. The human things are free will, responsibility, authority, and self-denial. The things that are really human are also divine. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we're about two hours and ten minutes from landing. Plenty of time for you to meditate on Christ's passion. Wouldn't it be great if everyone meditated daily on our Lord's passion? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to the Catholic Tribe Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Praise be to God. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, and it is the beginning of our share Yesterday was the official beginning, beginning, but we're still at the, the top of the week. It goes on for two more days, and right now we are asking for your pledge of support coming up at the 7 o'clock hour, 7 a.m. Central, and we're going to be starting to take calls for you to be able to call in and donate to be able to keep Catholic radio waves flowing in your neck of the woods. So if you would join us in that, we'd be very grateful. We're going to be back on air at 9 a.m. Central, so 7 o'clock hour, we will not be having our Fear and Trembling game show, as is our custom, but instead we're going to be preempting that hour to the 9 o'clock hour, and then we will be going straight into our share So be generous. We'd be very grateful for to you if you would be generous with us, and thank you very much in advance. Now, there is a story here. Detransition teen Chloe Cole censored by Instagram. Now, this is interesting because this woman has had a very, very sad situation that she was placed in, that she was forced into. She's 19 years old, and she was medically transitioned as a minor. And now she's being censored by Instagram over the weekend. Now, before we go forward, it's kind of important to know who this woman is. She put in her bio that she's a female with two X chromosomes and a, quote, former trans kid. It also says in her biography that she started on testosterone and puberty blockers at the age of 13. She underwent a double mastectomy at the age of 15 and finally detransitioned at the age of 16. So for three years, she was tortured by society, by the doctors, by the medical establishment, by the experts. And Chloe Cole is being censored. They don't. She doesn't know exactly why specifically. They didn't tell her the reason that they're giving. They just kind of did it. They said that her account will not be shown to non-followers. The account may not show up in her their in their in the suggested feeds, on the reels, on feed recommendations, in searches. You won't you won't find her. Now, why might this be? They said that your account activity, quote, may not follow our recommendation guidelines, end quote. So why is what guidelines might she be not following? Well, her content is not anything vulgar. It's not anything inappropriate. So the only reason why people can think of why this might be happening is because she's talking about the trans issue and she's against it. She's saying this is bad and that we have to stop ruining children's childhoods. And they consider that medical misinformation. To say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman in the 21st century is considered medical misinformation. Now, Cole, praise be to God, is suing Kaiser Permanent Healthcare System, which is those who did her transgender treatment. She said that the doctors are humans too. And sometimes they are wrong. She said this before Congress. She said, quote, my childhood was ruined 
along with thousands of detransitioners that I know through our network. This needs to stop. You alone can stop it. Enough children have already been victimized by this barbaric pseudoscience. Please let me be your final warning. Now, so far, we've only seen the opposite. I mean, California just overturned the bill trying to say that at the very least, they got to let the parents know if your kids are trying to transition. So we're not even heading in the right direction at all in this situation. It's very concerning. And the other thing that's concerning is the question of medical misinformation. Who gets to decide what is medical misinformation or not? For instance, there's some things that are obvious. Because I'm not actually for unfettered freedom of speech. I don't think people should be allowed to say whatever they want. For example, if someone was to post a video saying, hey, kids, you should drink bleach. I think that should be banned. You should not be allowed to say that. Why? Because you're going to kill somebody. Because kids who are not smart, who are not developed yet, they don't know what bleach is. They don't know what's going to happen if, you, if, they have, if they even have bleach on their contact with their skin. So obviously, that has to be banned. But when it comes to things that are more debated among experts, debated among the medical community, that's not just common sense, you should allow people to be able to speak their mind, to tell the truth. And in that sense, I do support freedom of speech. And then there's this situation, which is the exact perversion of reality. Because, for instance, in, this, in the situation with like the COVID vaccines, I, if you want to have experts on both sides giving arguments, I say allow them both to give out their arguments and people can make their own decisions. But the transgender issue is the exact opposite. It is absurd to allow that kind of thing. It is equivalent to people posting videos on how to be better at being anorexic, on promoting anorexia among women. That is the equivalent to if people were encouraging suicide on social media. That is the equivalent. And then they're saying to discourage those things is actually the medical misinformation. Utter absurdity is what it is. Now, this woman, Chloe Cole, I'm glad that she is returning back to her previous state as much as she physically can, considering how permanent the damage is to her. And there are so many people like that, and we don't hear their stories. Why? Why does it seem like every single person who is quote-unquote trans is happy? They're all enjoying their transition. Nothing bad's happening. Everything's hunky-dory. Why does it seem that way? Because anyone who comes out to tell the truth gets censored. Anyone who comes out and shows the barbaric nature of these actions are censored. And someone had brought up this um, YouTuber. What is his name? His name was something along the lines of uh, forgetting his name. It's probably better I don't mention his name anyway so you don't look it up. But there's this YouTuber who is uh, he's basically a, a glutton. And he eats just copious amounts of food on YouTube just constantly. And he, they call it a, they call it a, a mukbang. I don't know why, what that means. 
Uh, hopefully it's not a bad, something bad. I think it's a Korean uh, video trend where people eat with you, or I think they just kind of stream themselves eating food, and okay, people join them is. and watch them eat food. Okay, so he calls strange. it a mukbang, but instead of like eating with you, he just has like piles and piles of food, like probably several pounds of food, and he just stuffs his face with it. And the dude is really interesting, actually, because he used to be a vegan, and that was like his stick, and uh, or stick, I guess, is the actual term. Uh, and he gained like hundreds of pounds, where the guy is like on an oxygen tank, and he can barely move around now. And what is going on here? He's killing himself on air. He's literally making videos of him killing himself slowly. And there we allow that. But if you talk about transgenderism, you're going to get banned. They're going to say it's medical misinformation. Oh, you're leading to people's deaths they'll accuse you of. That's what they accuse you of. Obviously, it's not true, but that's what they accuse you of. But if you try to gorge yourself to death, because the guy is going to die. The guy is going to die of like a heart attack or of ruptured organs or just any number of complications that happen when you're that obese. And yet that's allowed. And that's also encouraged. The guy has millions of views. And that's encouraged. His audience is like children. That's the majority of his audience. And he's promoting the most unhealthy lifestyle that's going to ruin kids' lives. And they're showing, hey, if you do this, you too can make a ton of money. Utter absurdity. Adrian, you may be too young for this, but I remember when I was a kid... They made it a point to get rid of these uh, these nicotine uh, ads in magazines, television, all kinds of places. You couldn't see Joe Cool anymore. You couldn't see the uh, the Camel uh, brand cigarettes. You know, you c- couldn't see any of that stuff. And it was always because, well, it's gonna it's gonna be hurting the kids. It's gonna be hurting the kids. And now we're seeing the complete opposite, where you know they say oh, cigarettes are gonna kill you. Cigarettes are gonna do this. Well, now they're encouraging kids to go out and and they're not fully developed yet in their way of thinking, but encouraging them to go into these transition surgeries that, like Chloe Cole had, will ruin their life. I mean, the, the statistic is somewhere in, in the near 40% of these people who have a uh, this trans ideology or who buy into the trans ideology who follow through and, and change their genders, which you can't really do by the way, right? but who follow through with this, they overwhelmingly want to commit suicide. And it used to be that we would, we would encourage kids not to participate in things that would kill them. But now it's the complete opposite. You know, it's funny because and not a funny in a ha ha way, but funny in a sad way. It's funny because the it used to be like a joke where people are like, what would anybody think of the children? <laughs> and it's like the whole situation of, um, oh, every politician's always just trying to, oh, but don't you think of the children? We have to do this for the kids. But like you said, now it's like nobody even cares about kids. In fact, you're, it's a pretty popular to be anti-children. Right. To just be like, oh, don't bring your kids around. Oh, we don't want your kids. Oh, kids are bad. Uh, anti-natalist. I'm never having kids. Um, the exact opposite of what human beings are for. You mentioned the other day when we were talking about marriage, 
that the primary end of marriage is the procreation, the propagation of the human race. Mm-hmm. And that's not my take, by the way. That's the church's take. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the <laughs> Just church's take. In case a, people yeah. want to go after me. Exactly. That's actually the church's take on, on marriage. For sure. And this is, yeah. yeah. And that, and it's also just, and that's what I was going to say. It's also just natural. Right. Like every, it's according to natural law that we promulgate the human race. And somehow our modern world goes even against that and says, let's murder our babies. Let's contracept any possibility of children. Let's mutilate our children. Let's do everything bad to kids. Like, let's go back to when everybody was saying, won't anybody think of the children? Because that's, it's, that's really, truly the case that nobody cares. Nobody cares about kids. In fact, kids are just denigrated. Like, if you have children, you're going to be mocked. You're, you're considered crazy if you want to have kids. Why would you do that? Why would you why would you make your life so difficult? And people will say, and you don't just know how easy life is if you don't have kids. It's a very sad reality. Now, it is still good though that we're seeing more detransitioners stand up, be bold because it is very it takes a lot of bravery to do that because the entire community comes after you and and denigrates you. So, let's pray for Chloe Cole. Uh, one that she become Catholic, save her soul. And two, that more detransitioners come out and speak out publicly and courageously to show the error of this evil, evil action that I think will be remembered in the history books as one of the most barbaric things that we've ever done as an American people. We'll be right back talking about defund the police. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question. Should pastors and churches place expectations and obligations on the congregation? Your average non-Catholic evangelical would say no, maybe even no way. It might be said, we do not need written order, discipline, or expectations. Those should derive from personal desire and from the Holy Spirit, not from a church. Or, each Christian's conscience should be sufficient for correction and discipline. Or, the Holy Spirit will personally lead each believer as to what church or to attend and certainly how often they should go. So here's your three best friends tools for Catholic evangelism. Natural law says human society cannot be well-ordered nor prosperous unless it has legitimate authority to preserve its own institutions, the Bible. Secondly, the Bible, which says in multiple places such as Hebrews 13, 17, obey them that have the rule over you. And thirdly, the Catholic Church says when we are properly ordered, we will be capable of resisting conformity to the contemporary demands of unhealthy individualism. So obligations, much obliged. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're currently cruising at 39,000 feet. We'll turn that seatbelt sign off for you and let you move about the cabin. Looks like we'll have you at the gate in plenty of time for you to get to confession before Mass this evening. Wouldn't it be great if everyone regularly went to confession? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here are more breaking news and headlines for you. There's a bombshell federal probe that says Joe Biden's DHS is losing track of almost 20% of border crossers freed into the U.S. 
According to the Inspector General report, from March 2021 through August of 2022, Biden's Department of Homeland Security lost track of more than 177,000 border crossers released into the U.S. interior. Now, that's of the roughly 980,000 that were uh, reviewed for the audit. Now, even in cases where border crossers provided legitimate addresses to DHS officials, the overwhelming majority, that's 80 percent, were recorded to uh, have, uh, it says here, that were recorded at least twice during an 18-month period, while more than 780 of these addresses were used more than 20 times. Uh, the Loop reports, man sentenced after killing the boy he thought he was an extremist. Shannon Brandt was sentenced to five years in prison last week for running over and killing an 18-year-old whose name was Kaler, uh, Kaler Ellingson last September. Brandt pleaded guilty to manslaughter. The case gained national attention, not sure if you remember, but uh, let me remind you, when it was discovered that Brandt, during a 911 call, said that he thought the victim was with an extremist Republican group. And here's an awesome story, in case you missed the feast yesterday, remember Lepanto-like victory on the feast of the most holy name of Mary. Now, the year was eight, uh, 1683, and the situation was dire. The Turkish invaders from the Ottoman Empire were about to overrun Western Europe. And European, European people everywhere, including the papal nuncio, implored and begged for help, turning to John III Sobieski, king of Poland. Zubieski had courage and something greater, a great devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Answering their pleas, Sobieski marched his army toward Vienna with a decisive showdown. And on the way, he had the banner of Our Lady on, on, uh, flying above him. He and his troops prayed for her assistance at her shrine in Chestachowa. And on the morning of the September the 12th, Sobieski worshipped at Mass and confident, confidently told his smaller outnumbered army, quote, Let us march with the confidence under the protection of heaven and with the aid of the Most Holy Virgin, unquote. He himself led the charge, and his much smaller army and cavalry routed the Ottoman Turk invaders soundly and ended the invasion. With Vienna and the Christian world saved, Sobieski crediting the victory to God alone. Now, to honor Mary for her aid for this great victory at the Battle of Vienna, Pope Innocent the uh, the 11th extended the celebration of the Feast of the Most Holy Name of the Blessed Virgin Mary, observed in Spain from 1513 to the Universal Church. The memorial was dropped after Vatican II, but it was reinstated in 2002 by Pope John Paul II. What an awesome story. Those are all your headlines this morning. May God richly bless your holy efforts today. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Now, before we jump into the story, you know, Rudy, I think you like this. Or maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I was looking online, and I came across this new Sony cinema camera. And I was like, man, the specs okay. were, like, super cool. Mm -hmm. It was, like, mm -hmm. 8K footage. Ooh. It was uh, – the, the Kodak was amazing. The colors looked great. I was like, oh, man, how much does that cost? You know, I mean, look at that. Uh, it was like 23,000 pounds. 23,000 pounds? Uh, yeah. What is that in American? I don't know. I think like 25. Huh. And I'm like, no. All right, clicking away. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> I was like, bro, what am I doing? Why do I look even looking at these things? Well, the economic outlook is pretty dire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I could – Totally afford to that take darn out a, inflation. That if darn only. In, if only not inflation, I could afford this. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no. But uh, these, uh, I, I just look at these. Uh, you do the same thing. I know the looking at the cameras and, uh, no, and camera gear. I don't know what you mean? And you're I'm like, sure. you're like, man, I want that. 
No, I don't do that ever. Never? Mm-mm. Not once? Nope. Not even one time? No. N- what about a micro center? I have custody of the <laughs> eyes, my friend. Custody of the eyes on, uh, on uh, B&H. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so this story here I think is uh, very interesting. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I thought it, w- it was not the most important story, and so I kind of put it on the back burner. But I think we finally have time to talk about it. Now, this story, a Democrat who supported defunding the police was assaulted and now is calling for holding criminals accountable. So this is very interesting. I'm going to play for you clip number four here. And I think it's very interesting what we learned and we'll come back and talk about it in just a second. The tranquility in this pocket of North Minneapolis was shattered Tuesday evening. Well, there's these about five, six kids. James Tucson was building a fence for a neighbor when he saw a group of young people walk by. And next thing you know, we heard some screaming from kids and a female, and uh, Kane and uh, TK ran down the alley first. James says the group attacked a neighbor in her own driveway while her kids screamed for help. He joined neighbors in the alley wanting to help, but they were forced to stop in their tracks. And we seen the guns. They were just pointing it. They weren't saying nothing. That's when TK yelled, Get out, leave her alone. And, and the kids jumped in their ve- her vehicle and tore out of there. They couldn't even get the thing to go into gear because they didn't know how to drive yet. The victim, Shivante Sathanadon, second vice chair of the DFL. On social media, she thanked officers and raged against the criminals. We need to get illegal guns off of our streets, catch these young people who are running wild, creating chaos across our city. Her neighbors glad her injuries will eventually heal and determined more than ever to look out for one another. She come by thanking us and stuff, but I mean, I don't thank us because really that's anyone should have been there. Anyone that was out should have been there, you know, helping, protecting their neighborhood. Rich Chapman, WCCO News. In 2020. There you go. So I think that's really interesting to see the story, how it played out, because she is a she was very outspoken in support of defunding the police. And so many people were saying, oh, my goodness, well, you kind of kind of shot yourself in the foot there because that's who you would want, no? Police to help you. In fact, this is a quote from her back in 2020. We are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me. Dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. MPD should have no place in our children's schools, she wrote. Hmm. That's very interesting. That's very interesting that she said this. And this is now her changed opinion after getting mugged. She said here, look at my face in this picture. And you can go look up those picture. It's really, really, like she got very hurt. She said, this is the face of a mother who just had the bleep beaten out of her. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough and fight hard enough so that my kids have a chance to get away. In fact, if you'd heard the report, he was saying that, they could hear her kids screaming, and that's what made them run over to come help her. Her seven-year-old son wailing for someone to come help because bad guys are murdering his mama. He says, and I have rage. These men knew what they were doing. I have no doubt they have done this before. Yet they are still on our streets, killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma that a lifetime of therapy cannot erase, with no hesitation and no remorse. I'm now part of the statistics. I wasn't silent when I fought these men to save my life and my babies, and I won't be silent now. She goes on and says, hold them in custody and prosecute them, period. Look at my face. 
Remember me when you're thinking about supporting letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of holding them accountable for their actions. These criminals will not win. We need to take back our city, and this will not be the last you hear from me about this. A very changed tone. And I think it's interesting because we can talk about this all the time, all the time, and tell you, look, you these policies are going to lead to this. And we're going to tell you over and over and over again, and certain people especially people on the left are going to come out and say, no, that'll never happen. Or, oh yeah, I still live in these crazy cities, but that's never happened to me when I was there. And they're going to continue saying that until it happens to you. And it will happen to you unless you are one of these incredibly wealthy or important people who have armed security with you all the time. Eventually it will happen to you. Eventually, you are going to be the person. I remember that story about the woman who was getting pushed onto the train by a homeless guy. She finally changed her mind and said, we need to fix up this homeless problem. This happens over and over again. And so I'm glad that she's changing her mind about this, but I'm sad that this is what it took. She said that she had a broken leg, deep lacerations on her head, bruising and cuts all over her body over a stolen car, and yet the left supports taking this kind of what they call prison reform, which isn't reforming the prison, it's just getting rid of, and just not imprisoning criminals. It's getting rid of the punishment. It's getting rid of the punishment. And the telling thing is, is that she knows this, because she said, quote, I have no doubt that they have done this before, and yet they're still on our streets. Didn't, don't, you, don't you realize that these are your policies? Don't you realize that these are the things that you're a supporter of? Are you going to change your mind about all these policies? I'm very curious to see a follow-up on the story of how I want someone to interview her and see, is she going to change all of her ideas now? Or will she be called a racist and things like that for even bringing these things up? And she's just going to switch back to her old opinions out of sphere of the mob fear of her constituents because her constituents don't care about her they don't care if she gets hurt they just want to keep pushing the narrative so very sad that this happened but we need more people to wake up and unfortunately sometimes you don't wake up until you hit rock bottom i pray that people turn wake up before then be right back Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Is the very contemporary and popular idea that a faith alone salvation, which occurs by repenting of sins and asking Jesus in one's heart, sufficient to enter and warrant heaven upon death? I say, no, it's not. Many evangelicals will say, just follow the Romans road, which is four verses snatched out of the book of Romans, and when followed, heaven is promised. Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. The Gospels, nor the Epistles, nor the Apostolic and early Church Fathers ever wrote anything like this mechanical approach. Secondly, the marriage experience. After wrongdoing and temporary departure from your family, does a simple one-time, hey honey, I'm really sorry, bring you back into the family? And thirdly, teaching of the Catholic Church, water baptism, loving God and neighbor, which is displayed by consistent acts of charity while maintaining a perseverant hope of heaven is the surest way to God's eternal presence. And my pesky comeback, that Romans road is presumptuous and significantly dumbs down the holy value and price of salvation. And remember, that Romans road has some potholes. Listening to Catholic Radio and getting excited about learning about your Catholic faith can be, 
well, infectious. I converted uh, in my 20s to a uh, Protestant, and uh, this is the first time I've heard Catholic radio. I've been listening to it for a couple hours driving. First time I've ever heard Catholics actually excited about what they believe. I'm going to tell you what, this has been uh, one of the greatest two hours that I've had in a while. And a special thank you to our donors for keeping Catholic radio on the air. Thank you, and may God bless you. And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. Before I forget, be generous today. Today, we are on our Fall 2023 Share-A-Thon. If you could support us coming up at 7 o'clock Central Time, you can call in and give your pledge of support. Tell them Catholic Drive Time sent you. We'd be very grateful. We're going to be back on air at 9 a.m. Central. We're going to be doing our share hour. And if you would call in during our hour, we'd be very grateful. But, of course, call in whenever. We'd be very grateful nonetheless because all of it supports all of the GRN. But it's kind of cool to hear your call during our hour. We can read your comments on the air and see your prayer intentions. Pray for your prayer intentions. So if you'd like to call in during our hour, that's 9 a.m. Central. But call in anytime all day long or even go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash give. No, not forward slash give. You just go to grnonline.com and it'll take you straight all to right, the share there page there. Yeah. grnonline.com. Just go to grnonline.com and you can uh, send in your donation via that way as well. Now, back to the story over here. There is a there is a story out of California, which obviously people will always be wondering, why do you talk about California so much? I think you secretly love California. Dude, California is... is you uh, love it. Is, a, is, um, is New Hispania. Just just admit it, Adrian. Admit it on air right now. It's New you Hispania. love California. California was New Spain. It Amen. could it could be great, and it would be wonderful if it, if Spain, if it was uh, if it was Catholic again. Yeah, but, Reconquista uh, is in order, and there is a lot of good things about California, but one of them is not the political climate. <laughs> it is uh, the actual climate is really nice, but the political climate is a disaster. And I don't even know if we talked about this on air, but the the mayor of your hometown in Burbank, um, I'm going to say this as PG as possible, was humiliated in front of children by trans people by, yeah by drag queens yeah we'll say that very disturbing i was like dude that's the mayor of your hometown bro and he and he enjoyed it yeah oh my goodness oh my goodness so yeah california there are some good things but unfortunately politics is not one of them so the situation in california is important though because it's actually having a direct effect because usually i say oh, this is important because what's happened in California is going to end up in other places. Well, this is actually important because it's having a direct effect on other states now. And that is fast food workers in California may earn $20 an hour. Now, many people would say, okay, what does that matter, right? Well, this has a huge implication because I also saw this story independently of this story. And I was thinking, huh, that's weird. Why would McDonald's do this? And then I saw the story out of California. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So McDonald's is scrapping its self-serving drink machines all over the U.S. And I was thinking, why would they do that? And this article was giving all these theories of why they might be doing that. And first and foremost, obviously, it's probably better for our health if that's gotten rid of because now we'd be less inclined to keep getting refills of things that have like 400 calories every time you drink a cup. Um, so probably better for us in the health-wise. But it's interesting that they would do this. Many people are saying that it's for health reasons. But it actually makes sense that they're trying to save a little bit of money. 
They're trying to penny pinch their money. And then on the same article, it's saying Wendy's is now embracing AI. And they're using AI chatbots to take orders at its drive throughs Do you have to tip the chatbot as well? Do you have to tip at your fast food places? <laughs> Got to tip everywhere these days, dude. That's another topic. That <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> I do not. I, I despise tipping culture. I despise. It's it. an adjacent subject, though, because I think part of the reason why California would want to increase the minimum wage for fast food employees is because the companies simply do not pay them enough money to survive there. Like they don't have a living wage there. And so the argument for tipping culture, which is uh, it goes hand in hand with this, is they say that if you don't tip, then these people, these poor people will not have enough to actually survive because they live off of tips. Well, here's the problem. Working at a fast food place and a lot of these minimum wage jobs, you should not be trying to be living off of it. Right. That should just be those kind of jobs used to be jobs that you would get when you're 16, right. you're 17, when you're 18, and then you would move on to a job that is going to be a real job. You don't be working at a fast food place for the rest of your life. But they're trying to make this a career that you can live off of taking people's orders. And But what's going to happen instead? What's going to happen instead is now these companies, whereas like in Texas, for instance, the minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour, Instead of the company saying, oh, I can just continue hiring people and paying people to work. Now, if it's raised to $20 an hour in California, now they're going to be saying, okay, well, we're going to have to invest and figure out how we can cut cost. Because do you think that the company is going to say, that's fine. I'll just let that eat into my profit margins. Or are they going to raise their prices of their product? Well, they may not raise the price of the product because then they're going to say, oh, but people are not going to eat here then. It's going to be too expensive for people to buy it, so we're, that would be a bad mistake. So usually they'll do things like shrinkflation, where they'll decrease the amount of food you're getting instead. And you may not notice. And you may not notice. But it's smaller. But here's the big thing that they're going to do. They're going to just replace you with robots. They're going to invest in the technology. They're already doing this at a lot of McDonald's. They already have the kiosks that you can order on, so you don't need to go to the cashier. They're just going to have a few, a skeleton crew that cooks, and everything else is going to be run by AI. Everything else. And so by successfully raising the minimum wage to whatever it is that you want to raise it to, you're now decreasing the amount of jobs available for people. And this affects the rest of the country because once they implement that in California and figure out how to make that work, they're going to say, oh, now I can cut costs all over America. And they're going to start replacing these low income or low yeah, income, the um, workers with robots. And then what? Now you went from making a not livable wage at $15 an hour in California, because $15 an hour already, and to, do, to not having a job at all. So congratulations, question mark. Very concerning that this is happening. And, you know, it's interesting because... There's this debate about AI, about, okay, how is this going to affect the working world? How is it going to affect people's jobs? And people will say, okay, well, and maybe it won't really affect the working world too much because it's going to create other jobs. People are going to have to manage these robots. 
But those are going to be skilled jobs. I'm going to be controversial here. Okay, go ahead. I think it, it, it's going to be a net positive All right, tell me. on the service industry. When was the last time you had good service? Never. Ne- almost never. I think it's gotten worse year after year. That's not true. I had good service at Walgreens that one time. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Really good service. You did get Amazing good service, service at Walgreens. It's rare. It's far and few in between. But most of the time, I would say you get terrible service. You get somebody in front of you who does, just simply does not want to be there. And, uh, you know, no, no joy or pride in their work. Mm-hmm. What about a robot? A robot that's just, hey, how are you doing? Hey, welcome, to, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you? By the way, you're looking really dapper today, bud. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they could program all of that kind of stuff into this AI. That's true. However, one thing you don't get, which honestly, I guess you don't really get with customer service either, is the freedom to customize or just talk to the person and just be like, hey, can I do X, Y, or Z? And you can I just have a discussion if, it, if the robot doesn't get it, it's going to just be like, shut down on you. Just not going to respond. <laughs> There's no idea how to compute. Though, I guess it actually happens to real people too. <laughs> yeah. In certain circumstances. It does. But that's not really my concern because, yeah, I actually think you're right. In, in one sense, it'll be a better experience for a lot of people for it to it'll probably be faster, easier, more efficient. Uh, they may even be able to cut the cost on the food because they're going to be making less money. So it'll be good for the consumer. But where are people, where are kids going to get jobs at? Because right. you also notice, I've noticed this, and I thought it was really strange when I was, last time I was in California, it's mostly adults working at fast food places. Right. And when I go to places in, um, in Houston, you get a lot of kids working at fast food places, 16, 17, 18, uh, maybe college age. And I thought that was weird. And now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense, because if you're there... In California, and you have candidates for the job. Well, yeah, you're going to be wanting to get adults rather than kids for a job that you're going to be paying twenty dollars an hour for, or fifteen dollars an hour currently. And so, I don't know. I I wonder how are kids going to work. The answer is, the the kids they yearn for the mines, which is why they play Minecraft. They're going to go to the mines. They're gonna fa- they're gonna farm lithium. What's the other thing? In California, they can't even do unpaid internships, right? Right now, it's illegal in California. Mm-hmm. And so, how are you supposed to? Like, it just it's just mind blowing to me. So, like, if if I, for instance, wanted to get an internship in California, and I wanted to work for somebody and work with them, and you know, it's like that person really doesn't have no incentive to pay me. I don't have any experience in their job. Now, they have two options. They can get someone who is in their field and give them the internship. And then because they're going to be paying them, they want someone who's going to be able to do the job better. And then me, who has no experience in that field, who are they going to go with? Well, obviously, they're going to go with the person who's quote unquote qualified. Because so it really only hurts the young people who want those jobs, who want to get into those industries. And obviously, yeah, I mean, there are things, situations I've heard horror stories where people are like, oh, yeah, I was... Um, work to my bone, working a job that I was not getting paid at at all, like literally working for free. Like Rudy Carlos in New York in 2012. Did you do that? Yeah, I interned for New York Magazine oh, of go. all places, and they wouldn't pay me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, so that's the thing, right? There's a balance there because, yeah, I mean, there are stories like that all the time. And there, I mean, that's, that's a, that is a real problem. And 
I don't know what the solution is to that. I suppose uh, the problem is we don't have a just society. And so it's like, and so this is kind of the thing about indentured servitude that people kind of poo-poo on, which I don't think they should. Obviously, indentured servitude was abused, especially for the Irish. The Irish, it was they were heavily abused. But the concept of indentured servitude was you were working for free for these people, but they basically provided everything for you. You got housing, you got food, uh, you were learning a skill, and you dedicated X amount of time to this person. And then when you were going to be done, they would even provide you with the tools and things necessary for you to start your own trade. And that was kind of the idea behind that. Uh, obviously, you had indentured servitude that was like related to debts and things like that, which is different. Uh, but in the context of like internships, like that almost would be a better model and say, hey, we're going to intern. You're going to sign a contract. You're interning for free for this time. And in, re- in response, we promise to hire you at the end of your internship or we promise to do X in the internship. Something like that. I, I don't know if that's the solution. It's something just that I think about. But certainly what people have to realize is that companies have incentives and like we're saying like they're not exactly moral so by trying to push them to give more money it's not going to make them better it's going to make them worse they're going to try to cut costs in other ways and ultimately it's going to be bad for somebody either the consumer or the employer or the employee it's probably not going to be the employer i'm just going to let you know right now Now, that's going to do it for our first hour. You can join us at 9 a.m. Central for the second hour. But be generous today. We're going into our share God bless you. God love you. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time. Gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) It's a much more warm and open place. And God really is about love. It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Is the Bible sufficient to answer all questions about Christian living and church life? Well, the answer is definitively no. There isn't agreement on scores of doctrinal issues, such as the effects of baptism, who can receive communion, once saved, always saved, abortion, or how about eligibility for marriage after divorce? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, fruit analysis. Luther, Calvin, and Zwingli, who are the fathers of non-Catholic Christianity, did not rid the unbiblical practices they despised, but instead turned out to be the progenitors of some 50 denominations and scores of divergent beliefs. Secondly, natural reason. Well, if the Bible alone is supposed to clarify all beliefs, the very fact that such division prevails is actually proof that an arbiter of doctrine is desperately needed. And thirdly, the golden twins. Sacred scripture and sacred tradition will always prevail as the foundation of all Christian truth, doctrines, and beliefs. Remember, identical twins come from one egg. Great if everyone read the lives of the saints? Why not start today? A friendly suggestion from Guadalupe Radio Network. So many of us carry such heavy burdens. You're crazy! Deep within, we struggle. Come on, babe. It'll be fun. Because sin separates us from God. 
She's having a relationship with George. But thanks to the grace of confession, God compassionately listens, forgives, and sets us free. So if it's been a while since you've been to confession or mass, come home and experience a fresh start. Visit catholicscomehome.org. KSHJ Houston. Welcome to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network Source and Summit Fall share Please call 1-800-476-3311 to make your pledge of support to help keep Catholic Radio on the air across the Guadalupe Radio Network. Make a one-time $1,500 donation or a pledge of $125 per month for a year, and you'll be eligible to win a drawing for a pilgrimage of choice for two people with select international tours. That number again to call is 1-800-476-3311. And just like that, good morning. We are beginning the Wednesday, second day of this fall share with a theme of Source and Summit across the Guadalupe Radio Network, the ever-growing Guadalupe Radio Network. And uh, yesterday turned out to be a successful day. Hopefully you got Sammy's email that uh, mentioned four out of eight hours didn't uh, hit the goal, but eight did. And overall, it was a good day. And so we're hoping to continue that today. Uh, glad you're with us uh, early this morning. My name is Dave Palmer. I serve as executive director of the North Texas uh, station, KTH 910 AM. That's where we're broadcasting today. Not with Toya Hall, but with Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant. Good morning, Cecil. How are you? All right, Cecil is having. Uh, there's you. There you go. Okay, oh, you are. Uh, no, not no, not yet. Nope. Okay, so let me uh, let me uh, just tell you. We're going to start off with a prayer, and then we're going to give you the phone number. We don't even want to give you a phone number until we start with prayer, and we might even do a memorari because we have a pretty big goal this hour. As we get uh, Cecil's microphone set up, I'll tell you that the goal for this first hour this morning on Wednesday is eighty three hundred dollars. Okay, it's a pretty big goal. And this all came from folks who donated. 
Okay, at our July 20th Summer Speaker Series event, that's an event that we have in North Texas every year, and so $8,300 of that is being offered up uh, for a matching gift. So, all right, do you have a voice? Hello. All oh, right, there you go. You good are, morning. You have a voice. I am very here. good. All right. I thought it was me for a second. I was I like, thought you were just so being very quiet. I was like, you can't be quiet on the radio, <laughs> so you got to talk. Come on. I was doing nonverbal cues, didn't you see? <laughs> uh, no, right. I'm so happy to be here. It is Wednesday morning, and... Like you mentioned, Dave, we have a big matching gift goal, but we should start all things as we should start all things with a prayer. And I want to do our share on prayer. So let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have sustained the Guadalupe Radio Network through the generosity of our listeners. We lift each one of them in prayer to you this day. Dear Jesus, along with the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, we pray that you will touch, enlighten, and open the eyes of all our hearts so that we will hear your word and hear your teaching. We prayerfully ask for your continued blessing upon the Guadalupe Radio Network that we remain steadfast in our media ministry to spread your truth. Jesus, bless our listeners and hear their prayers. You know their hearts. You know their needs. Enrich their lives with your Holy Spirit. Protect them from harm and bring back our lost family members into your fold. Thank you, Jesus, for the daily showering of the abundant blessings that you send our way. We are your servants. Guide our hearts, our hands, and our voices that we may give glory to God. We ask all this in your precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. It's a beautiful prayer. You know, we, we pray that, uh, many times a day during the Sherathon. And I, you know, I do, you like, like a lot of prayers that you just do by rote or by, you know, you say it a lot. Uh, You, you, sometimes the words just come out and it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. There's so much there. But, uh, a big part of it is that we're so thankful for those of you who contribute to the Guadalupe Radio Network, keep the stations on the air and help us. Cause I heard Sammy last night during the last hour saying, you know what? You know, the money is just part of it. You know, the money is something that we just, we have to raise the money to, uh, keep something like this. It's not the primary purpose of GRN, of course. The primary purpose is evangelization, salvation of souls, spreading the good news, but it takes money. So that's why we come on four times a year and we say, please just help us hour to hour hit these goals. All right. So having said that, here is the phone number. Uh, we have, uh, it looks like maybe somebody already on the line. Uh, Joe Schuler in uh, DC was kind enough to send us a picture of the volunteers. And so we thank, uh, John and Bill and Don. And uh, we also have volunteers in West Texas and Alabama this morning. So thanks to all of them. The phone number is 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. Again, $8,300 goal. Let's get started fast. This morning, uh, lots of calls. Yesterday, Scott and Michelle Sissel were our first oh, yes. callers before we even got even gave the phone number out. We got those loyal fans, Dave, that just have the number <laughs> memorized. Uh, and so let me see. Is anybody on the line at the moment? Uh, okay, it looks like one person's just maybe practicing. So uh, if you want to be the first caller this morning, if you want to be like Scott and Michelle yesterday from McKinney, 800-476-3311, 1-800-476-3311. Last night was uh, an interesting last hour. They got a flurry of calls at the end and uh, didn't quite hit the goal, it looks like, but there are some people to thank. Do you have those on your screen, the ones you thank? I do. I want to thank Anonymous in Pampa, Texas. They're in the Amarillo listening area, which is so exciting. One of our newest stations at 1010 AM. Uh, KDJW, $30 a month. That's our guardian angel level. Goes to St. Vincent de Paul in Pampa. And how has Catholic Radio changed your life? My mother and I feel like evangelization is paramount. Mm. EWTN Radio is so important. And the 
uh, prayer request is for the conversion of abortionists and for an end of pornography. Ooh, those are two very big prayer requests. We will keep those in our prayers for sure. Thank you for that generous donation. I love seeing how many Amarillo calls we're getting, Dave. I know, after there just, have been a lot. There have been a yeah. lot. And I, it's really fun to see all the little town names because my aunt lives in the Panhandle. She oh, lives in Friona, right? which I think was okay. one of our first ones we got. Yeah. Um, so super awesome. And then also Sarah and San Antonio listening to 89.7 FM, $102.15 one time goes to St. Dominic. And she th- believes that Catholic radios always change your life because always believe in Jesus and Mary. And now she's pray- always praying with them for her family. Thanks to Catholic radio. That's awesome. And giving this donation in memory of her sister, Antonia Martinez, Antonia Martinez, who passed away two months ago. Okay, absolutely. We will All keep right. her soul in our prayers. All right. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much. Anonymous also. I, I love the comment about praying for abortionists mm. because it's interesting. There have been like the famous one, uh, Dr. Bernard May Nathanson, who was an abortionist and uh, converted a- away from killing children uh, into the Catholic Church. And uh, so there are cases where abortionists uh, do realize you know, the harm they're doing and they, they convert and, and praise God for yes, that. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so somebody on, just, just jump on. Marty looks like he's taking the call now. So it's happening. So, it so is, it's happening. It is. I like a nice early start in the hour. <laughs> I know I, it's early. But. I know. I know. The last thing you want is like the end <gasps> of the hour to. and still be, you know, desperately looking for calls. So, uh, yeah, this is Wednesday morning. Maybe Tuesday was just a little too busy for you, but uh, you're listening now. You want to donate. Help us hit this goal because it's very important that we hit every single goal. We don't want to miss any of them today. 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. Who will be the first caller of Wednesday's Sherathon? Uh, let me mention uh, some of the, the, the giving levels. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that uh, I'm very excited about, because I, 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 mean, I was directly involved in this, and it's, it means a lot to me, and hopefully it will to you as well, is I was able, uh, thankfully, I was asked to contact Father John Ricardo, mm-hmm. who is a, an amazing priest. Most of you all are probably familiar with him. And do an interview about the theme of the Sheraton. It's called Source and Summit, so it's about the Eucharist. So I texted him. And he said, I'm in Ireland right now, Dave, but I'll be happy to do it. And he had a very, very tight window of the days he could do it. But we finally got it done. And uh, he actually was traveling as <laughs> as I yes, spoke he's to on him. He was <laughs> on the road, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of backstory, but it, uh, it, it I think it turned out really well. And as one of my my friends said, well, Dave, a, a donkey could have interviewed Father John Ricardo, you know. So it's really true. <laughs> it's not very flattering, but it's true. He's so good. All you got to do is you know throw out a couple of questions, and he just takes it away. Oh yeah. And so anyway, any donation, any size today or this entire week, and you will get that digital downloadable interview in your inbox tonight. Okay, donate a dollar, donate $10,000, and you'll get that. And then uh, we also have an uh, appreciation gift level uh, called the Guardian Angel level. Yes, we do. Let me give out the phone number really quickly. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Yes, we have the Guardian Angel level, and that's one that a lot of people are able to do. It's $30 a month or $360 one time. And when you enter that level, of course, you're going to get this amazing interview with Father John Ricardo, but you're also going to be entered into a drawing for today. It is an idea pad Chromebook that is 13.3 inches OLED touchscreen tablet with eight gigabytes of memory. 
and 128 gigabytes of solid state drive storage and it comes with a keyboard as well and this is valued at about $500 so if you could donate $30 a month you could potentially win this and you know it's a pretty good you know uh, we have a maybe maybe 80 70 people in these mm-hmm. drawings each yeah, day yeah. so it's pretty great we're actually going to do the drawing from yesterday in just a few minutes here um but yeah if you get donated that guardian angel level you will be eligible to potentially win that uh and also Dave what happens if they put it on their credit debit card <clears throat> yeah we have uh, a special gift that's also going to come to you uh, via email. And what it is, you've probably heard a lot of this yesterday. It's uh, music from Julie Carrick. She's a Catholic singer and songwriter, and she put together a compilation of 12 songs under the title of Savior and Sustenance. Okay, it's a, it's a digital album. You'll get all the songs if you put that Guardian Angel level donation on a credit card or a bank draft or something that's easy. You don't have to think about it. It just uh, comes out every month. And songs have titles like Mandacate, I Take You at Your Word, Anima Christe, Eucharistic Grace. So uh, Julie has a, a nice contemplative uh, so some of them are, are slow, some of them are more upbeat, but they're all focused one way or the other on the Eucharist. And so if you want to get that and the Father John Ricardo uh, interview in your inbox tonight, just make sure you give at the guardian angel level. Now, the other one is the archangel. Is that oh, your yes. thinking? Reading your mind there, oh, Cecil. I'm, you're reading it, absolutely. <laughs> the archangel donation level, we love that level because in an hour, especially an hour, a big one like this, where yeah. we have $8,300 to raise and now just uh, 48 minutes, if I'm mathing correctly, 48 minutes left in the hour, we need a few of these archangels. And archangels are $125 a month or $1,500 one time is that something that everyone can do no but there are people out there who can and if this is some if catholic radio means something to you has impacted you in some way we greatly appreciate you calling in at 800-476-3311-800-476-3311 and donating at this level and it's an archangel donation but we also call it the pilgrimage donation because every single person that donates at that level will be entered into a drawing to win a pilgrimage of choice with select international tours for two people and the options of places you can go if you think about any pilgrimage basically they go there the yeah, holy yeah. land italy france fatima lord spain uh, mexico city the shrine of our lady guadalupe the footsteps of saint paul in greece um croatia Magigori, Poland and Eastern Europe, Canada. There's so many different options. So if you donate at that level, and some of these are valued, gosh, at like eight, nine, $10,000, um, you could potentially win that as well. So call in right now and donate $1,500 one time or $125 a month, and you'll be entered into this pilgrimage drawing. Yeah, and I just want to say, I've been on two pilgrimages in my life. One was to the Holy Land back in 1999 with Father Mitch Pacwa. I went with my mom and my sister. And then we did the Danube Riverboat Cruise in 2019, right before the pandemic hit. Of course, we didn't know that it was coming. And I'll tell you, the, the you'll make lifelong friends. I mean, to this day, there are people that I communicate with on a regular basis. Many are GRN, you know, supporters. And when I see them, it's just a, it's a different relationship. It's like when you've been on, on, on pilgrimage with somebody, it's just different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's in a good way, of course. Uh, and you just have a bond and you've seen things and experienced things that uh, together that other people just haven't done. So a lot of reasons to to do this. And we just encourage you to please uh, give at that level if you possibly can. The uh, Archangel level is uh, uh, $125 a month or 
uh, $1,500 one time or more. And I'm just going to throw it out because today's the 13th of the month, September 13th. Oh, yes. It's also the feast day of St. John Chrysostom. Uh, this is a Fatima day. This is one of the days back in 1917 that Our Lady appeared to the shepherd children in Fatima. And if you have a devotion to Our Lady of Fatima on one of her days, uh, how about considering a $1,917 Fatima donation in honor of Our Lady of Fatima on, uh, you know, one of the days that she appeared on the anniversary? Uh, please prayerfully consider that. We typically get a few of those every Sherathon, but I know it's a lot. But if, if you can afford that, uh, boy, we could use that uh, very badly. And uh, our first caller is in, Cecil. This is very, very exciting. We have Sylvester from Kerrville, Texas, listening to 97.9, uh, donated uh, above the guardian angel level um, a yeah. little bit to go to Notre Dame. And Catholic Radio has blessed his life by uh, it's a blessing every morning. And prayers is prayers for the lost souls. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for getting us started, Sylvester. We have no one on the line right now, but Sylvester helped us get under $8,000. So we now have $7,789 to go in this matching gift hour. So let's keep this momentum going. We currently don't have anyone on the line. So we need some people so to jump in. So keep the momentum going, going that we don't have. So maybe wait till someone jumps on the phone, then keep the momentum yeah, then, going. Then, then keep it going. Let's start the momentum. That's the word I needed. Start the momentum. Get the momentum going. I need to drink more of my coffee. Well, you know, so Sylvester was awesome because uh, we'll remember him tomorrow talking about the first donors of each day. Scott and Michelle on Tuesday. Sylvester from Kerrville. I don't think I'll forget that one. Uh-uh. Uh, for Wednesday, 800 1-800-476-3311. $7,789 to go. I spoke to a, a gentleman yesterday. I called and asked if, you know, he wanted to renew his pledge, and uh, he was a $500 donor, just like uh, Sylvester uh, is. And he said, yeah, I'll, I'll renew it, but make sure you put it in during a matching gift hour. <laughs> okay, so we did it last night in the uh, uh, penultimate hour yesterday. We, we put his in. Uh, but uh, sometimes, yeah, the, the, the matching gift hours are great because you get to double the impact of your donation. And this is a matching gift hour. So everything that you donate is going to be doubled dollar for dollar. And uh, I, I think right now, if somebody can do the Archangel donation, mm-hmm. we need one of those so badly with $7,789 still to raise. And uh, nobody on the line, nobody on the line. Uh, all the volunteers are there. You, you know, we always feed volunteers very well. They got their coffee, their water, whatever they want to drink. And now the next thing is they want some calls. They want the phone to ring. And we've got them in three different places this morning, D.C., Alabama, and West Texas. Uh, D.C., Alabama, and West Texas. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311 is the phone number. And uh, the, the the whole idea of the catalyst caller, mm. you know what that all is about, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, the person that kind of gets things started. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big donation. It could be, you know, $10 one time or $25 one time. And But what happens is you call, and a volunteer answers your call. We get excited. We see that something's going on, and almost invariably, another person's going to call right behind. They kind of they sense the excitement. They sense, okay, this is happening. And so, what we need right now is the catalyst caller, just somebody that calls up and says, you know what, I, I just want to be part of this hour. I want to help donate, uh, and just pick pick up the phone and call eight hundred four seven six three three one one. 
800-476-3311. We rarely do have it where there's just someone constantly on the phone. Like one person yeah. comes on, one person goes off. Like Dave's saying, you, one person jumps on and all of a sudden we have a little burst of mm-hmm. calls and then it goes to nothing. And then a burst of calls and it goes to nothing. <laughs> it's yeah, very, yeah. very fascinating. So we're wanting to start that burst right now. So please pick up the phone right now and call 800 800- 476-3311 to be part of this little flurry, our first one of the day. And uh, let's start t- chipping away at this goal, this big matching gift goal. We have uh, started with $8,300 of matching gift money and we have $7,789 to go and the time is just ticking by so quickly. And remember that every single person, no matter what your donation size is, if it's $5, $500, $5,000, we'll talk about that in just a second uh, you will be getting this interview that dave did with father john ricardo and you know father john ricardo everyone in catholic radio knows father john ricardo and he is so good to listen to because he not only has just such a deep faith and an understanding of our faith but he's able to relate in such a way that is easy for everyone to consume i think and he he made me when i was listening to it i'm like oh i need to go get an adoration right now <laughs> like he's so very convicting and i just loved hearing his personal antidotes about his journey in early priesthood and how he recognized that you know god was saying you need to put people before me and i'll do the work you know yeah. you don't have to do all the work um and i think it was really really beautiful so you're going to really enjoy this interview source and summit so call up right now and donate any size 800-476-3311 800-476-3311 looks like we might have one person on dave yeah that's encouraging 1-800-476-3311 to go i i think we may have not said and correct me if i'm wrong Cecil, about who donated the daily appreciation today uh, an anonymous yes, right, uh, anonymous WMET supporter in the Washington DC area in Thanksgiving for the July 26th birth of Larson Loretta Scalia on the feast of St. Anne and Joachim and when I see that it's uh, very uh, it means a lot to me because my wife is born on July 26th and I'm guessing Larson Loretta Scalia is a little younger than my <laughs> wife uh, probably born this year and so it's a it's a really cool feast day because uh, scripture doesn't tell us who the, the names of uh, Mary's parents, but uh, we, we learn from other sources uh, uh, about that. All right, Barney and Dorothea in Midland, Texas, Perpetual Light Society donors at the Guardian Angel level. All right, so they're the first person, uh, first ones in the, the drawing for this. Uh, well, no, actually, no, Sil- Sylvester person, yeah. right, is in it too. IdeaPad Chromebook, so they donated, uh, and that's uh, $360 uh, towards the goal. Now we're at 7400 and $29. And what we need is some somebody to energize the hour, something big, an archangel, a, a, a seraphim donation. Seraphim, I kind of hinted at nice. that earlier. Yeah, yeah. the seraphim. Uh, well, what is a seraphim again? I, I forget. Oh, I'm so glad that you asked, Dave. <laughs> I love a seraphim. <laughs> seraphim is the one-time $5,000 donation. And that's a lot, but there are people who are able to do that. And what happens if you're a seraphim donation is that your name goes into the drawing for the pilgrimage four times, so you have four possible chances of winning that archangel, uh, sorry, the uh, pilgrimage of your choice. And also, you have the option of doing a live one-hour remote from either your home, your parish, your place of business. We'll come out, whatever market you're in, we'll come out and bring our little remote equipment. Uh, people are always surprised at how small that is. They're like, wait, the radio is right here. I'm like, yeah, but just this little box. Yeah. And, uh, you know, interview your priest, um, 
interview all sorts of different uh, whatever you want to talk about uh, in our faith and it's a really beautiful opportunity so if you're able to do that gosh a donation like that would be such a game changer in this hour, don't you think, Dave? Oh, it really would. And and well, we're going to need several of them, uh, I think. We're going to need quite a few. Uh, I mean, not several seraphims, but several archangels for sure. But I don't know. You know, yesterday we had one seraphim during the day that I'm aware of. I don't. I think it, that was it. Is it was it was Edwin? He he allowed us to use his name. In fact, I talked to him. I called him to thank him, and uh, he t- has a great testimony about uh, listening to Catholic Answers live and uh, many years ago and the, the the impact that it had in his life. Uh, but Edwin called in uh, when uh, Sean and Gordon were on and uh, kind of knocked their socks off because <laughs> when a $5,000 donation comes in, it changes the whole complexion of the hour. I mean, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, that kind of changes things a bit. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. Regardless of your donation level, I promise you, call in $5 and we will... Hoot and holler and celebrate and just be so thankful. I really want to see Dave uh, hoot. holler. <laughs> that sounds very exciting. I don't, I don't even know exactly how that's going to happen. Me either. But, uh, you know, well, we find out. $5 donation right now, and we'll do some hooting and hollering. Uh, 800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. $7,429. That's what separates us from being able to ring these cowbells. Do you have your cowbell ready? I yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no! I think this one's broken. <laughs> I think that's like, that's like a, a is a, a baby is a calf, right? Yeah, a, a calf this bell, is a maybe? baby bell, a baby um, bell. Uh, we, we've, got, one, we've got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> there we go. My 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 minute my like medium sized bell is missing. It's actual little like thing that hits. The yeah, side. I've, I've got this monster cowbell here that I have, and you know through the years it's funny people have actually you know like bought us car cowbells and been creative. One guy I remember in Dallas uh, made us a cowbell one time. It's more like a jingle bell. Uh, 800-476-3311, 800-476-3311. Let's get the calls. You know, know, Toy and I were talking about yesterday morning that I think we got to seven. Uh, and we were so excited because sometimes we'll go a whole share without getting to 10 calls at the same time. It's, I know. uh, it, it's, uh, you know, quite a, a feat. You know, you would think, you know, when you're broadcasting to a potential audience of 24 and a half million people that you could get 10 at the same time, but it's really harder than you think. Uh, but we can do this. Well, I, I absolutely agree, Dave. And you know what? It's early in the day. Let's just go ahead and surprise everybody with how alert we are by getting 10 people on the call. I know. I know. Boy, I'll tell you that. That'll get us alert too because Our, when that happens it's, oh, it's like it's like an extra cup of coffee i mean it gets you so which is perfect because i haven't even finished my first so. <laughs> <laughs> okay so everyone listening right now we just need 10 people to jump on the line and donate whatever you can uh to help us knock out this goal 800-476-3311 800-476-3311 one more time 800 800- Four seven six three three one one. This is to support the Catholic radio stations that you're listening to right now. Help us keep it on the air and pick up your phone and call eight hundred four seven six three three one one. And David got a little bit better. Uh, no, a lot, a lot of bit better. A lot of bit better. <laughs> this is not Angel Donor. Do you want to thank them? Yes. Oh, and by the way, we got three people on oh, the line. Amazing. Okay, See, so, we're almost there. All right, so people. hold off on the thanking because uh, we did get our first Archangel, but. Uh, 
Three people on the line. It's happening. All okay, right. We need seven more people right now. <laughs> See, three seven. people were listening. They were all, those people who are on the phone with Arnold, Jorge, and uh, Peyton, they were ready and go, ready to go. We just need the seven other people yeah. to also Man, jump on. I love these volunteer names. Arnold, Jorge, and Peyton. Okay, these are volunteers. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but they're either in D.C., Alabama, or West Texas. But anyways, I interrupted. Let's, let's <laughs> thank okay. our, and I've got a fascinating fact for oh, you. Oh, fantastic. All right. I ha- want to thank Mark and Loan, and they're from Matthews, North Carolina. Carolina, oh, is that right? So wow. I'm, you're trying to think, wow, we don't have a station North, in North, North Carolina. North Carolina yeah. to, uh, there's, a there's, there's a story. There's a story. There's a story. Uh, so they listen on the app, but they previously listened here in DFW. They're good friends of Dave and I. They actually went to my parish to lovely people. They love the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I uh, spoke with them on the phone recently. They were just got back from a pilgrimage to Ireland. And um, they were just talking about they knew a fall share was coming up. And they're like, we got to renew our pledge. And I'm like, you're not even in the area anymore. But they believe so but strongly. But we'll still, we'll still accept we're it. We're still going to. Yeah. Well, oh, well, <laughs> believe me. If you are listening wherever you are in the world, you can make a donation. I'm not going it out. But I thought it was so beautiful. And they, you know what parish they go to? They go to St. Matthew's in Charlotte. That's that huge parish in the Charlotte. The biggest one in the country, The biggest right? one in the country. Um, and their prayer request was for uh, their children to return to the faith. Yeah, yes. I, I go to a small parish, but our, our old pastor used to always remind us, he said, historically speaking, uh, this is a big parish, you know, because right, it right. used to be that parishes were quite small and they were, you know, there was a whole bunch of them. Yeah, but exactly. uh, anyways, I go to a medium large okay, parish. Okay, <laughs> so Mark and Loan in uh, Matthews, North Carolina. How, how great. So the city is called Matthews, North Carolina. And then obviously the, the church is going to be called Matthews, uh, North Carolina. It's kind of like, uh, that that's uh, that city that uh, Toy and I talk a lot about uh, uh, D- Damascus, Maryland, and uh, you know if you're in Damascus, Maryland, you're going to have to name your church St. Paul, right? Oh, and absolutely. You. You and then no every choice. time that you go to Damascus, are you on the road to Damascus? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, okay, I guess so. Wow, look, some good wit this morning, so so I like that. She she got uh, she the brought, coffee's kicking she in now. That sharp wit, yeah, kind of like Emmaus. You say the yeah, same thing right, on the road exactly, to Emmaus. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so one eight hundred four seven. 1-800-476-3311 with uh, Mark and Loan's Archangel donation. We now have uh, a need of only $5,897. Okay, so here's a, a real quick little fascinating fact to kind of lighten the mood. Uh, a, a baseball in Major League Baseball okay. it has a lifespan. The average baseball lasts how long? How many pitches? Oh, the physical baseball. Yeah, like okay. how many pitches does an average baseball last? You may be surprised. Uh, surprised that it's more than I think or less than I think. <laughs> they give you any more oh, clues. Okay. <laughs> uh, so baseball is actually my favorite sport. Okay. Then you should get this one. Not necessarily. <laughs> but um, I'm going to say you get... 99 pitches out of it. 99. Okay. You got to keep it fresh, you it's know? A, yeah, it's, it's actually seven pitches. Oh. You know who's a huge baseball fan is Mario Perez in our San Antonio office. He probably knew that. So oh, seven sure. pitches. That's seven. it. Seven. I, they use a lot of baseballs. I was going to say, for, there's a few more than seven pitches in every game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, seven pitches sometimes to a single batter. I mean, uh, well, yeah, that, that might maybe be the maximum they could get. I wonder who's keeping track. Is someone just back there, the official, like, how many times the baseball has been thrown? I don't know. Some statistician. <laughs> All right. So 800 476 800 Arnold and Jorge are on the the calls, take, taking calls right now, and uh, we would love for you to join them. It was so exciting. We had a moment there where there was a flurry. I think James is going to take us to a, a little musical break right now. Yeah, we're going to hear some Julie Carrick. And so when we come back, maybe we can say, you know what? We've got five more people on the line. We're on our way to ten.
This is the Fall Sheraton 2023 on the Guadalupe Radio Network. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Source and Summit Fall Sheraton on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after this. Welcome back to the 2023 Guadalupe Radio Network Source and Summit Fall Sharathon. 
please call 1-800-476-3311 to make a pledge of support to help keep your Catholic radio station on the air. That's 1-800-476-3311. All right, we're rolling along. First hour, second day, Fall Sherathon 2023 here on the Guadalupe Radio Network with the theme of Source and Summit. Dave Palmer along with Cecil Anderson or Cecil Anderson along with Dave Palmer. <laughs> yeah, how, how dare you introduce yourself first? I'm so See, insulted. I, 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 I call myself. Yeah. I call myself. I do not care. Uh, and uh, we've got a few people on the line and uh, in one uh, big, big, just uh, pr- answered prayer uh, to thank. And I, I love uh, this couple. Um, 800-476-3311. We'll tell you who the couple is in just a moment. I just want to let you know that we're in a matching gift hour and trying to raise $8,300 all matched from generous folks at the Summer Speaker Series event back on July 20th of uh, this year. Father Bill Casey spoke in North Texas. It was a great event. And uh, folks donated that night uh, with the promise that we would offer up their donations as matching gifts. We told them we would do that. And that's what we do here. And uh, we just have $4,365 to go. Uh, halfway what there. happened, Dave? What, how are we doing so well? <clears throat> well it's because of James and Annabelle. James yeah. and Annabelle from Frisco, Texas. We're so excited to see those names pop up because they actually were at the Summer Speaker Series event, Dave, yeah, which is so right. cool. So they heard that night that we were going to be matching um, all the donations from that night during the Fall share They go to St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco, huge parish in the Dallas Diocese. Uh, not as big as St. Matthew's in North Carolina, but it's working on it, I it's think. It's big. Um, and uh, how is Catholic Radio Change Your Life, Growth in Faith, and the prayer request is for our family, especially for my son, and also for abortion as well. Mm. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's funny. I, I know uh, Jim and Annabelle through many different ways, but uh, one thing that we always laugh about, one time I was in a, uh, a liquor store trying to find tequila to make mar- margaritas, <laughs> and I ran into them, and and I had I, known them a little bit at that point, uh, but they, I guess, love margaritas themselves, and so they helped me find a good tequila. So ever every, every since then, so I they're call, just amazing people I, I call around. my tequila friends, right? <laughs> uh, and and she's also, uh, she's a, uh, they're both Thomas. They, they, uh, she watches uh, uh, the Back to the Father program yes. that we do on St. Thomas Aquinas on Fridays. And yes, and she and I, one time we had a winning girls team with trivia, <laughs> I would just like to say. <laughs> wow, lots of associations. Lots of associations. Yeah, They're yeah, lovely great, people. Great people. Jim and Annabelle, thank you so much. Uh, I'll give you a fascinating fact here in just a moment. Uh, but as we mentioned, that brought us to, uh, along with uh, Anonymous and I love this city, Warrior, Alabama. Oh, man. St. Uh, Henry in Warrior, Alabama is where this person worships and uh, pray for our our parish and for our pastor, Father uh, Wyman Vinston. Wyman Vinston. So, Warrior, Alabama. Alabama is a great state. I used to live in Mississippi, and Alabama, the Deep South is just a really, really it's underrated beautiful. And the people are so good there Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I lived in Mississippi for about five years, so I I, I know the Deep South. <laughs> if anyone who lives in, I guess, in Warrior, Alabama, you'd probably just feel very proud all the time. You're like, I am a warrior. I'm a warrior. <laughs> I'm from <Yeah>. Warrior. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but thanks to those calls, we currently have no one on the phone, Dave. But we have raised three thousand nine hundred seventy. Of our $8,300 matching gift goal, but we have $4,325 to go and just 23 minutes to do that, and absolutely no one on the phone which means we kind of need to start another flurry again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, 1-800-476-3311. You know, it, it all starts with that catalyst caller. You know, any donation, any size. And, uh, you know, the, the appreciation gifts begin with a donation of a dollar or five dollars or, you know, anything. And, and we want to give you that Father John Ricardo 
uh, interview that I did, and uh, you know, he's just he's so so um, insightful and such a holy priest. And you'd be kind of surprised. You'll think, oh, Father John Ricardo probably you know had this great devotion to the Eucharist his entire life, and you know he was brought up in a great family. His dad was like the CEO of Chrysler in Michigan, so he you know he, and and but anyways, he, he tells this really interesting story about three months before he was ordained. He's praying to God and. He's like God. The, the mass. I, I just don't get it. You know. I, the, yeah. the, and and it's like wow. You're like you're about to be ordained a priest, and I, you're going to do mass a lot. I know. And it's funny too because I think he said that he really doesn't even have a memory of being before the exposed um, Eucharist. Right, growing uh, up. Growing yeah. up until like really he was in seminary, which is wild because that's where a lot of vocations are born. But it wasn't like as, as it wasn't as prevalent back it in the seventies yeah. and eight. I don't remember as a kid going to adoration. It, it I don't know if it was John Paul II, his influence or or what, but it really has been like just exploded, thanks be to God, the last, you know, twenty, thirty years. Uh, but yeah, he said he had no memory of it growing up. But I know he, his family was very, you know, holy, and his his dad uh, was both of them were just very holy people. All right, uh, Margaret in Birmingham, Alabama, twenty five dollars a month. Oh, awesome. All right, thank you so much. She's part of the Perpetual Light Society, and we are now ha- more than halfway uh, through the the money goal. Four thousand twenty five dollars to to raise still. This is a matching gift hour. Nobody is on the line. We need our catalyst caller eight hundred four seven six. Three three one 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 eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Oh, how much I want that flurry of calls know, to come in! Could we get to ten calls all at the same time? Uh, it starts with one. It starts with you, uh, dear listener, just calling in and just whatever you can do. You know, is there another Jim and Annabelle out there that can do a archangel donation or Mark and Loanne from North Carolina did the same thing? Eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Eight hundred four seven six three three one one eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. We need donations of all sizes to come in in a big flurry. We would love to get up to ten calls. That'd be so exciting to finish out this uh, first hour of the second day of our fall shareathon. Again, the theme is Source and Summit. And what is the source and summit of our faith? Dave? <laughs> Have you not read the catechism? Come oh, on. I was asking you. That's why I asked you. <laughs> the source and summit uh, of our... It, it's funny because uh, I guess bet if you asked some other you know Christians uh, that are not Catholic, they'd say, oh, Holy Scripture. Of course, mm-hmm. Holy Scripture is very, very fundamental and it's inerrant and the, the Catholic Church loves it. We wrote it. Uh, but the the source and summit of our of our faith is the Eucharist, is the the Blessed Sacrament, because it's Jesus. You know, you can't you wouldn't say Jesus is the Bible. I mean, the Bible is the Word of God, and it's extremely important. It's inerrant, but Jesus is you know really present in the Eucharist, and that's Absolutely. what we're celebrating. Not just this Shirathon, uh, as was mentioned yesterday, all the Shirathons. I mean, I think the last at least the last year, every single Shirathon has had a theme related to the Eucharist, because you can't really talk about it too much. Oh, no, absolutely. And Father John Ricardo, in that interview you did, I think he mentioned it uh, towards the beginning that people just haven't learned really and understood to get the true understanding of what the Eucharist is. And the way that people can learn is by listening to Catholic radio, all mm-hmm. the amazing hosts that we have, um, all of the ones who can answer the questions and explain truly what, and it kind of, kind of grows the faith. And so, and I know many people kind of like when I was talking about listening to Father John Ricardo's interview made me want to go to adoration 
there are things like that are being said on Catholic radio every single day. Yeah. And imagine if we all spent more time in front of the Blessed Sacrament, mm-hmm. how much better of people we would be. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was driving back from a lunch appointment one time, and uh, Peyton, by the way, taking a call. Awesome. We got the first caller. There's the catalyst. Thank you, whoever's on the other end of that call. Uh, all right. Caller number two, it's, it's your turn. All right. If you're looking, uh, you're driving, you're looking in the rearview mirror, and you're thinking, you know what? I think he's talking to me. <laughs> I'm caller number two, so call up 800 476 3311 1-800-476-3311. Please, please, please uh, uh, call right now. Let's get a flurry of calls. I think about all the people that are listening right now. And I know life is busy and you're on a, a time frame and you got to get to work in 18 minutes and, you know, but, or, or the kids to school you know, very soon. But if you can just take a couple of minutes, it doesn't take long and call up and make a donation. Please do so now because every hour today we've got to hit these goals. 800-476-3311-1800. 476-3311 is the number to call. And boy, could we use that third archangel, huh? Oh, that'd be so amazing. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Please join in with a person who just picked up their phone, the leap of faith, and called in so that we can get a flurry of calls. Let this one call inspire others so that we can chip away at this matching gift goal. 800 476 Three three one one eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. We are doing this to raise funds to keep Catholic Radio on the air. So the station that you're listening to right now, your money is going to go towards to help uh, keep it on the air for many, many more years uh, to come. Uh, and Dave, you know what I love about Catholic Radio? Hmm. I was just talking. I was at a meeting. Oh, we have two people on, by the way. Oh, two. Okay, I was at good. a meeting at my church the other day about com- upcoming retreats and conferences for the parish. And we were talking about the importance of, you know, people are always so busy and trying to figure out where they're allotting their time. And so sometimes the things at the church, they're like, ah, am I able to go to this Catholic radio? You can just have it in your daily life anytime mm-hmm. when we're already doing something like driving to work, yeah, driving yeah. your kids to school. It's not adding any extra time mm-hmm. you just, while you're doing the dishes. You can be listening yeah. on the app and you are able to get the faith in that way. And I think that's so beautiful because you know, there might, and not saying go to your church events. Absolutely. But those times when you're like, Oh, you're feeling badly because you're in that time season of life where you're raising your kids and life is just crazy. Yeah, you can't go out. You can't something. go to the, yeah. the, the weekend long conference, maybe. Right. But you can still get the faith and get the same like level of uh, expertise on the faith on Catholic radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, Deacon Herobrook Sivers is in town right now at one of our local parishes. And, uh, uh, you know, and if you can get to it, uh, it's a Holy Family Parish, I think through, uh, maybe through today, um, he's going to be here. But I also heard he gave a, a talk on the radio. EW10 was doing a special event last weekend. Mm-hmm. And he, and so you could hear it on the radio if you weren't able to, to actually see him in person. So yeah, very good point. All right. Two people on the line, 1 800 476 3311. We're down to 15 minutes to go. Oh boy. Uh, 15 minutes, uh, two people on the line. Where is caller number three? Let's get uh, caller number three to call in. And uh, boy, it would be such a blessing to have a couple more people doing Archangel level donations. And uh, real quickly, I know uh, Jim and Annabelle are like, I didn't get, our, that yeah, fascinating we didn't get a fascinating fact. fact. Come on. <laughs> Uh, all right, real quickly, uh, yeah, I, like we always joke around with, with Toya, I'll, I'll set you up for failure. Perfect. You're probably, <laughs> you're probably not going to know this. Uh, uh, my how, daily dose of humility. Uh, okay. How many, okay, this, this goes, does not uh, apply to Sherathon days when you're hosting a Sherathon, but how okay. many, how many beats, uh, how many times does your heart beat a day? 
double it during shareathons. But how, how many? Oh, the, average, the, the average person, oh, how many I'm times have to it do beat? math because I think I know how many it is in an hour, but okay. I'd have to math. Do you know how many it beats per minute? Because. Uh, uh, the on, one second. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, <laughs> give, me a, just, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute here to listen to my heartbeat okay. here. Oh, um, I got somebody to thank. Give me a thank you. Yes, real please. Quick. Do okay. let me think. Uh, James in Dallas, uh, St. Catherine of Siena Parish, which is in Carrollton. Uh, he says he gains information that he really appreciates on Catholic Radio. Ten dollars a month. Awesome. Thank you very much. We're going to send you that uh, Father John Ricardo interview uh, on on your inbox. How are you doing, Matt? I, I did pull out the calculator. Eight hundred four seven six. That's kind of like cheating, isn't hey. it? Eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Okay, so what's, what's your final say, answer? I'm going to just say roughly around a hundred thousand. That's exactly right. Is it really? I mean, seriously. No, that, that, that's exactly right. Well, because I remember, isn't uh, it like 70 uh, your beats beats, per... Your heartbeats, it says over 100,000 times a day, 80, 80, 80 beats per minute. Yeah, I was like 70 or 80 per minute times, yeah. uh, 60 well, I, times I, 24. I, I didn't set you up for failure. <laughs> I set you up for like... You know what's terrible? You know where I know that from? You know, it's not from you know all of my years of schooling. I think there was a Care Bears... Um, a VCR tape that I used to watch when I was little, and it was an exercise one, and they were talking about you need you your heart beats this many times. Oh <laughs> wow! So and, and never did you know that it was going to help <laughs> you like on the radio. Care Bears <laughs> broadcasting <laughs> to twenty four and a half million. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. Uh, good uh, investment years uh, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. Then eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven eight hundred four seven six three three one one. I am concerned because we have thirteen minutes to. Go. Go thirty nine hundred and two dollars. We've had two people do the Archangel level donations. There has not been a Fatima donation yet. Not yet. Uh, do you have a devotion to Our Lady of Fatima? Uh, can you do nineteen hundred and seventeen dollars? One thousand nine hundred and seventeen dollars. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, being a, a September 13th, it's the feast of St. John Chrysostom, but it's also the anniversary of the, the, the penultimate visit of Our Lady to the shepherd children. The big one was October, right? That's when the, the, the sun danced and, you know, St. Joseph and, you know, Our Lady appeared. It rained and, you know, 70,000 people were there, but September was the one before that. And so this is what we're commemorating today. So maybe, just maybe, there's one or two people today that can do $1,917. And, no better time than the present, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Call up right now, 800-476-3311. We got two, Dave. 800-476-3311. We're looking for caller number three. Oh, goodness, if we could get up to 10 in these last 12 minutes. Wouldn't Absolutely. That be awesome? That'd be such a way to end this um, hour, the first hour of our second day. It always sets the tone for the day. We have... Three thousand nine hundred and two dollars to go. <laughs> all these hours setting the tone for the hey, day. Yesterday, yesterday, all the hours. Said the yesterday, the, the second to last hour <laughs> sets the tone. So I think it's whenever we're Let on. Let us have uh, this talking point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is setting the tone for the whole sharethon. This hour. Okay. I'm, what I'm trying to get is that every hour is important, and we need to hit every single goal. Okay. <laughs> there, there you go. All right, car number three. Are you there? One eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Let us please get a third caller and. Can somebody just you know on, on the knock our socks off donation it was so great a, a moment ago uh to have uh, uh, james with ten dollars a month and every donation helps as you get deeper into the hour though and if you still have a lot of money to raise like right now you've got to get a, a couple of biggies 
Mm-hmm. You got to get, you know, two people doing Archangel donations right now is uh, going to get us really close within a thousand dollars. And so, yeah, thanks for the reminder. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the drawing real quickly from yesterday's Guardian I- Angel. Yes. Okay, this was the iPad Air, right? The iPad Air. So okay. I have our Apostolic Bowl of Divine Providence. Although over the years we've been losing apostles off this thing, <laughs> they're like little silver <laughs> coins attached like to the side, and okay, they're falling so off. I, so, so I'm checking. She's not looking at the, the the bowl. She's got her right hand in it. And she's pulled the winner out, and the winner of the iPad Air from yesterday is... Davina from Odessa. Oh, okay. Davina so, from Odessa. Congratulations, All right. Davina. And uh, they will be contacting you out there. Uh, Sammy or Josefa will be calling okay. you. Okay. All right. Congratulations. What a Davina. That's like Davina. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, what an amazing a, name. That's a very uh, holy name. 1-800-476-3311. 1-800-476-3311. And uh, boy, do we need some calls right now. We have got to get... Uh, a lot of people on the line. I think the most we've had all hour has been like four at the same time, if even that many. Uh, so we need just a, a flurry of calls, a big outpouring of support. We've got to hit this first goal. Uh, we've got 10 minutes to go, 3902 to raise. So almost $4,000, almost half of the total. It's matching gift money from the Summer Speaker Series event. And uh, you know, the only thing that stands between us and hitting this goal and ringing the bell is is you and your generosity, okay? So please, if you can, if you haven't donated already, call up and do your part, whatever that is. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. We got three, Dave. Oh, three, 800-476-3311. I swear, when we hit that 10-minute mark, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, no, we got to get serious now. Oh, yeah, now, now it's time to get serious. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've, we been just kind of, we've been just kind of We've just been jo- laughing, joking, joking, around, joking yeah. talking about the faith, and now everyone's like, okay, let's get it. Four people, four, Dave. Oh, We're there's four. four. Okay, okay, let's get okay. up to five. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. We just have $3,902 to go but only nine minutes to do it Dave. we really only had seven people this uh this hour call in make a donation uh which is pretty low for the amount of money we've raised yeah here's cassie in eola texas a hundred dollars plus credit card charges one time saint ambrose parish and she says catholic radio has given her confidence in starting her day all right and also please pray for kenny Goli uh, in, in Wall, Texas, okay? So I don't know if it's Kenny's in Wall, Texas, or pray for the city, but uh, God knows what Cassie intended. Thank you very much, Cassie. And here's 30 a month from Carol in Houston, Perpetual Light Society member. Uh, thank you, Carol in Houston, for your donation. That got us to needing only $3,440, okay? Only two people on the line now. Uh, thirty-four forty to go, and uh, eight Gosh. eight minutes. Oh my okay. goodness! It's, it's a, it, this is a going to be another barn burner. Eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Come on, car number three. Are you there? Car number three. Call up right now, please. Eight hundred four seven six three three one one. Eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven is the number to call. Um, Dave, we are at about just under thirty five hundred. So two people <coughs> doing the. Oh, we have three callers now. Uh, t- sorry, I got to interrupt myself every once in a while. <laughs> as soon as like another caller jumps on, I don't. I don't care what I'm what saying. What I was saying wasn't that important. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can I just? I, I'm sorry yeah, to interrupt, but I, I I hosted uh, with an, on another shirtthon one time a guy that uh, like if I was in mid sentence every single time a caller would come in he said. There's a call. There's a call. So we try to restrain ourselves here, where we're like we're making faces, like. Oh, I, 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 I never, I, I never thought that I could ever finish a sentence because somebody would call in. But any, anyway, 
is, I, and I say that as I interrupt you. Yes, so I uh, and I was oh, I was saying two archangels would almost completely take yeah. care of this. Two archangels and a guardian angel. So if two people could do fifteen hundred dollars, I think that would guarantee we'd hit this goal because we have three people on right now. Uh, two archangels would reach three thousand dollars, and we have four hundred forty dollars to go. We have three people on the line. We don't know what these donations are, so if you want to help us guarantee that we will be hitting this goal, please call up right now if you're able to do that. $125 a month, $1,500 one time. You'll be entered into the pilgrimage drawing. You could win a pilgrimage for two with select international tours and go uh, to, gosh, the Holy Land uh, sometime in the next couple of years, and that'd be amazing. 800-476-3311. 800-476-3311. Do you ever get the feeling, Dave, that every time we talk and say we want more callers, they never come, but the second we stop talking, <laughs> they all come? I swear, we kind always call ironic, right? isn't yeah. it? Okay. Okay, so don't say anything. Okay. Don't say anything about yeah, when you're going to say don't say anything. I'm like, Dave, we're on the radio. All of these silence alarms are going to go off. Yeah, six. Yeah, go back to network programming because we're not saying anything. Six minutes to go. This is a nail biter. Can you help us? Okay, it's uh, very possible we're going to be asking for a short person here in a moment. Uh, and uh, we still need $3,440. Uh, we have three people on the line. I have no idea. Are these going to be $5 donations? Or are they going to be uh, $5,000 donations? Either way, praise God. We thank you for anything that you donate. Uh, but the, the the bottom line is we've got to hit $3,440. You never want to miss the first hour of the day. Uh, and that's just, uh, you just can't do that. You have to hit it. You go, go into the second hour. Um, and, uh, yeah, somebody's saying, where's number, caller number four yeah, guy? Yeah, where's caller number four? Uh, well, Scott, caller, caller number four guy is he, Scott. He upgraded to caller number one. Yeah, he was the first <laughs> caller yesterday, and I, he actually texted me this morning. Scott's such a great guy, and he was at a That Man Is You meeting, and I, I said, well, probably going to talk about you because you were the first donor, and he said, oh, I'm going to be at a meeting this morning. Aww. Uh, so caller number four guy is, is, is busy, but well, we need, uh, we need a fourth caller. 800-476-3311. Uh, take the mantle of caller number four from Scott Rogi, 800-476-3311. And just, uh, just FYI, Scott is, he, he just, he calls himself caller number four because he sometimes will wait until we have three calls and then he'll call in. 800-476-3311. Oh my goodness. It's, uh, so, so close. Uh, but we still, the, the, the time is just ticking away right now. And we've got to get something big to come through. Where is car number four? My guess right now, somebody doing a, 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 a Fatima donation of $1,917. I think that's going to get us there. Somebody calling in and saying, Hey, you know what? I'll be your short person. You know, whatever you need. It may be $1,500. It may be $2,000. Uh, can you be the short person? Uh, just uh, call up now and just uh, be a short person, and all of a sudden our heart rate will go down. Okay, <laughs> and we will not be doing two hundred thousand beats per minute for every single day. Uh, yes, yeah. One eight hundred four seven six three three one one. One eight hundred four seven six three three one one. All right, Tawana from Richardson, Texas. Uh, St. Joseph Parish in Richardson. Oh, awesome. Uh, and we're going to be out at their uh, fall festival uh, coming up, I think, next month. Uh, uh, she says, uh, shout out to my favorite, Dave Palmer. Hey! <laughs> look at that, Dave! <laughs> uh, thanks, Tawana. God bless you. $300 plus credit card charges. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I love uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Joseph. Uh, you know, longtime uh, uh, Father Jason Cargo was a longtime yes, pastor there. Uh, and, uh, now Father Stephen is their pastor and it's just a good pair. They got a school there. So it's a lot of good stuff going on. $3,134. So it, it really comes down to, um, 
needing two archangel donors. You know, two archangel donors is what we need. And uh, we, you know, we have, uh, well, it says we have three people on the line now, but I only see two volunteers. 1-800-476-3311. Um, can you call? Can you do an archangel donation of $1,500? My gut tells me if one more person does this, We'll hit the goal. And if we don't get one more Archangel donation, I think we may not hit the goal. Um, so please, please, please call up 800-476-3311. We're down to three minutes in this hour. Would love to see an explosion of calls coming through right now, but uh, it's not happening yet. All right? It's not happening yet, but... Uh, we know you're out there. Okay, I have to say that once there. an hour, right? Oh, I know absolutely. You're out there. That's your limit for the per hour, though. Eight hundred four seven six three three one one eight hundred four seven six thirty three eleven. And while Dave and I may be above the normal amount of beats per uh, <laughs> per day with the Sherathon and our heart rate, uh, I do know that our listeners are out there who are uh, impacted by Catholic radio and they want to keep it on the air. And so I know that you all will pull through for us. Uh, I'm praying that you'll be inspired by the whole. Oh my goodness, Dave, it just got a lot better. Oh, did it? Okay, uh, we had definitely one more Archangel, Dave. Oh, there it is. Oh. Uh, okay, Anthony and Paula from Frisco, Texas. This is a great Frisco, Texas hour. I uh, have donated uh, from St. Francis Parish uh, prayers for youth ministry, they say. Oh, yes. Archangel donation, oh, $1,500 goodness. plus credit card charges. Thank you so much, Anthony and Paula. Came at a great time, uh, but we have one person on the line, $1,602 to go. Ah. 1602 with one person on the line. Short person, short person. might be a thousand, might be uh, an archangel. So bottom line is, can a short person call in right now? If you do an archangel, we guarantee it's going to hit, okay? Because the other $100 will be taken care of by probably the person that's on the line right now. All right. Are you there, Archangel Donor? Can you please, please, please call in? <laughs> that was three pleases. 800-476-3311. We need an Archangel. $1,602. Great working with you, Cecil. Toya up next. Fall Sherathon 2023. We'll be back with more of the 2023 Source and Summit Fall Sherathon on the Guadalupe Radio Network right after KSHJ Houston.